1 Timothy chapter 4. And I'd like to read a couple of verses, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you this evening, Lord, I do want to thank you for another privilege and opportunity that you have given this side of eternity to preach your holy word. And I pray, O oh God, that the Holy Spirit of God would direct the service. Pray that you'd be honored in the service. Lord, help me to preach. And I pray, O oh God, that you'd give me wisdom and power. And may I say what ought to be said. And Lord, I pray that you'd just work in hearts by your Spirit. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, I, I want to talk to you tonight about uh, the benefits of the new birth. Uh, you know, uh, many think, well, the only reason to get saved is to keep out of hell. And I, I think because of that attitude, that sometimes uh, people uh, tend to put salvation off. They say, well, uh, you know, I can get saved right before I die. And of course, that's a very foolish decision to make since a person don't know when they're going to die, and the possibility of dying is ever, ever with us. And uh, those who, I think someone said, those who uh, plan to get right at, uh, at uh, uh, the 12th hour usually die at 11 o'clock, you know. And there's a lot of truth in that, that uh, those who delay the matter of salvation generally uh, never get saved. But I'm glad that there's some present benefits to know in the Lord uh, that uh, we don't have to wait till we die to enjoy the benefits of a Christian. There are things that we can enjoy here and now, and I believe a person's better off if they're a child of God in this life. Now, that don't mean everything's going well, and I don't believe that, well, if you get saved, you know, you're never going to have any problems, you're never going to get sick, and never have any financial problems, and, and everything's just going to be great, and and uh, God doesn't promise those sort of things. Well, you're going to have problems where you get saved and not get, don't get saved. But if you don't get saved, you're going to have more problems, I believe. And, uh, you know, uh, there are problems that, that I'm glad I don't have. As uh, far as getting drunk, I don't have those kind of problems. And uh, all the problems that are created by that kind of a lifestyle. But there are wonderful benefits to being a child of God. What, is, what are some of the benefits? First of all, a benefit is, of being saved is that it removes the fear of death. Now that's, uh, that's worth getting saved for, isn't it? I mean, we know we're going to die. And you know, some people, they don't want to hear about dying because it bothers, it bothers them greatly. But dying don't bother me because I'm saved. And uh, there is no reason to fear death uh, if you're saved. Uh, sometimes there may be some fear, but it's an unnecessary fear. Someone said, I don't fear, I don't fear a death, I fear the dying. I think I know what they're talking about. Sometimes we, uh, we have a fear of the sickness or whatever that uh, may take us out. But as far as the death itself, there's nothing there to be afraid of for the child of God. I believe the Lord is taking care of all that. In Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15 he said, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, 
he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now without Christ, then a person would have to live their whole life afraid of death. But the Bible said Jesus came, took a body, so that he could take that away. That we don't have to be afraid any longer to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And again, if you have any fear, if you know absolutely positively that you're a child of God, and if you have any fear, it is unnecessary fear. Because Jesus Christ died for that very purpose, to remove the fear of death. Now, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 15, if you'd like to look at it, it's a premier scripture. In 1 Corinthians 15, and verse 54 through 57, page 1228, 1 Corinthians 15, 54, So when this corruptible, he's talking about the coming of the Lord, shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Now the corruptible is those that have died, and the mortal is we that are alive at the return of the Lord. And both will be changed. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now these verses teach us that the sting of death has been removed. You know, I have a, I have a terrible fear of bees. Uh, I'm uh, allergic to them, and uh, therefore I, I, I just don't like to be around bees. Uh, but you know, if the bees have no stingers. They don't bother me at all. They, they're talking about these killer bees now coming into the uh, United States and, and other countries. Some have been attacked by them and been killed, stung to death. Uh, but a bee with no stinger cannot hurt you. Now, I understand that if a honeybee stings you, it leaves its stinger, and therefore it cannot sting anyone else. Uh, Dr. Charles Stevens, who was president of Piedmont Bible College, and he had a brother who was a, uh, who was a uh, pastor as well. And while they were boys, one of them got a bumblebee down and, and pulled its stinger out, and uh, went over to the other and pulled open their bib overalls and dropped that bee <laughs> uh, down, uh, down in their shirt there. And, uh, and of course, it, uh, you can imagine the effect it had upon them. But it couldn't do anything. It could not sting him, see, because the stinger was gone. And that's what the Lord did about death. He, he took the sting of death. The Bible said the, uh, the, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But you see, God removes the sin. And the law uh, spells out death for the sinner. But Jesus Christ took that penalty and took that sting. And therefore, there is nothing in death. The Bible said, Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And uh, what, a, what a blessed truth. You know, these people get on TV and radio and talk about... Uh, uh, and deceive, uh, deceive multitudes when they talk about their, their death experience. And it's amazing how gullible people are to that uh, falsehood. And uh, it doesn't seem to matter what you believe. That ought to tell you something. 
no matter if you're a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu or whatever you may be, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, whatever you call God and uh, all of them, they talk about going through a tunnel and a dark tunnel and there's a light at the end of it and, and, uh, and all this sort of thing. Now, my Bible doesn't say anything about any dark tunnel with a light at the end of it. The Bible said, Absent for the body of presence of the Lord. Stephen, when he is being stoned to death, say, I've seen Jesus at the right hand of the Father. If y'all know what death's like, read the Bible. Don't listen to that stuff. And they write these books and get rich off of them, you know, and uh, people always have, uh, uh, you know, an, an apprehension about uh, uh, death. Yet the Bible, the Bible has given us insight into it. The Bible talks to us about death and what lies beyond death and what death is like. And, and uh, it's all in the Bible. That's where we need to get our answers. And again, there's no sting in death. There's nothing to be afraid of. God says, I believe that. And uh, in Revelation uh, 1 and verse 18, the last part of verse 17 said, Fear not, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. You know, if Jesus has the keys, then we don't have to worry, do we? If we belong to Jesus. He said, I've got the keys of hell. I've got the keys of death. And nobody can go to hell without his permission if he has the keys. By the way, nobody can get out either unless he would let them out. And so uh, he, he has the keys. In 1 John 4 and verse 8, he said, There is no fear in death, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You know the devil, the devil likes to use fear. He likes to use that to hinder. And he holds that fear over people. But the Bible said there's no fear in love. God removed it. And so that's a benefit, a present benefit, that I don't have to live my life in constant fear because you never know. I mean, we take it for granted and we don't think about it. And I don't know that we need to think about it. You know, you get in your car and, and you say, Oh my, you know, what if I got killed today? Oh my, I might die today. Well, that's certainly a very real possibility. But the child of God don't need to be concerned about that. In fact, you can't die unless the Lord says it's time to go anyway. Ain't, ain't no way you can die unless, uh, unless the Lord ordains it. And so, uh, what a wonderful way to live. What a wonderful life. That's a benefit of being saved. That we can face life and live our life without that constant fear of death hanging over us. What a blessing. It removes the fear of death. Then not only that, but it sets us free from the bondage of sin. In John 8, verse 34 and 36, he said, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. But then verse 36 said, If the Son therefore shall make you free... You shall be free indeed. Isn't it wonderful not to be a slave of sin? I see people enslaved by their sin, people that are enslaved by, uh, by, by strong drink. Jerry and myself visited this fellow uh, that's on our prayer list that we're praying for that's enslaved by strong drink. And after he gets off work every evening, he goes out and sits in this car, this car that won't run, and sits there and drinks. How tragic, how sad. Aren't you glad, thank God, that you're not in bondage to that? 
What kind of a life? I told Brother Jerry after we left talking to that fellow. I said, what, a, what, a, what an awful way to live. What a sad shape to be in. To be in bondage to that, to be, to be in bondage to that kind of enslavement. And Jesus delivers from that. If he could just see that, that Lord has something better than that. And I'm glad there is something better. And there's some people, they work all week, and they look forward to the weekend where they can go to some party and dance and drink and, and uh, involve themselves in sin. And to them, that's really living. <laughs> How sad. Uh, that you don't have to be in bondage to sin. That's a benefit. <laughs> Thank God you can be free. Now that doesn't mean we never sin. We do sin. But we're not bound by sin. The Bible says in Romans 6, 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Now you can sin, but it's not going to dominate you, according to the Bible. If sin dominates you, then there's something wrong. If sin enslaves you, then there's something wrong. Yes, we can fall. Yes, we can sin. But it's not a bondage to sin. God delivers from that. And I'm glad that I'm free tonight. And I don't have to do that to have fun, to enjoy life. And I was just thinking today how good God's been to me. And I have nothing but praise to the Lord. Nothing but praise. I have no word against my God. He's never done me wrong. How wonderful. Uh, to know the Lord and uh, uh, to enjoy the blessings of God. And I could be there, but for the grace of God. Brother Thomas is talking about the grace of God this morning. And, and what a blessing. But for the grace of God, we'd all go to hell. And we'd all be drunks and bums. And, and uh, if, if it had not been for the grace of God, that's the only thing that we have. But the grace of God sets free from the bondage of sin. That's the answer to the problems uh, of uh, uh, our cities and, and our country. They talk about the problem, what we need is more money. Well, you know, we pour more money, more money, more money, and it gets worse instead of better. That's not the answer. The answer is Christ. The answer is to change life. The answer to, the answer to poverty is, uh, you know, work. <laughs> the answer to crime is, is uh, the new birth, the changed heart. When a man gets his heart changed, you, you know, I'll take care of the drug problem. I'll take care of the crime. If all the effort and all the money was spent on, on trying, to, trying to change people's hearts, they're just trying to treat the circumstances. Well, let's take them out of, this, out of their, their poverty-ridden condition. Let's give them a, uh, you know, a nice place to live and, and uh, you know, let's try to rehabilitate them. You, you can't re I don't care how many prisons you build. And they're building a new one here in McDowell County. You can build, you can build a hundred like it. That's not going to solve the problems of, of society. The problem of man is his heart. The problem is an inner problem. And only the grace of God can change a man's heart. What they need is old-fashioned preaching. That's what they need. And some are doing it. Thank God for those involved in the Protestant ministry. They're trying to win them to Christ and change their life. And that changes people's life. Christ 
changes your life. Sets you free from the bondage of sin. Then not only that, but a benefit is that it gives us hope. It gives us hope. And we live in a society that don't have a lot of hope. And, uh, you know, you look at the situation and, and uh, you know, you listen to the news and, and it seems pretty hopeless, doesn't it? I mean, all things bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. It kind of, kind of seems very hopeless. Is, is there any hope? Crime and drugs and, and uh, uh, we're, again, we're trying to treat it with more money and we're going bankrupt and, and uh, a lot of people are frightened. But I'm glad the Lord gives a man hope. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and verse 11 through 13, Wherefore, remember that you've been in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision, but that which is called the circumcision the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. That was their condition before salvation, hopeless, without hope. Thank God that the gospel came to the Gentiles and was able to hear it and believe and be saved. I think I mentioned this morning, I thank God that I grew up and was able to hear the gospel and, and hear the truth. You think you could be off in some cult tonight, but you heard the truth and God set you free. What a blessing and gave us hope. That's what Christ does for a man, for a hopeless society he offers hope to a dying world. And that's what the world needs. The gospel is good news, means good news. And again, you listen to the news and you hear bad news. But I'm glad Jesus gives good news. He offers us hope. I like the song Brother Bill sings, He gave me something worth living for. Amen. He does that, doesn't he? He gives you something worth living for for this world and the world to come. In Proverbs 14, 32, he said, The righteous hath hope in his death. We have hope in life and we have hope in death. That's what the Lord does for us. Then another benefit is that he removes condemnation forever. <laughs> I mean, God does a complete job. He removes it forever. Some people, they don't understand. They live in fear. Fear of the possibility they may be lost. What a burden to live under. Hey, listen, there's no possibility of that. No possibility whatsoever. I mean, even people, even people that, that live with a the fear, they're saved. They may think they can be lost, but they can't. <laughs> they can't. And I think when they get to heaven, they'll realize if they're, and if they're saved, they'll go. I think a person could be mixed up doctor on, on that, uh, that aspect of doctrine. And, and uh, if they're saved, they'll go to heaven. And to get there and realize, man, I had all that worry and didn't need to worry at all. He removes condemnation forever. Past condemnation, present condemnation, and future condemnation. My sins are gone forever. The Bible teaches in Romans 8 and verse 1, There is therefore now no 
condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now. Is that present, past, or future tense? You English students. You don't have to know a lot of English to know that's present. <laughs> present tense. There's therefore now. How much condemnation? No. That means not any. That means none. Someone said that means a zero with edges knocked off. <laughs> That means they none. There's no condemnation, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And the rest of the verse says, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And that's not a condition. He's not stating a condition there. He's stating a fact. There is therefore now no condemnation. In John 3, 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned. Not condemned. And in John 5, 24, one of my favorite verses, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, present tense, and shall not come into condemnation, condemnation, future tense, but is passed from death unto life. Now, if that ain't eternal security, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you call it. If you hear the Word of God, you believe the Word of God, God says you have everlasting life, hath everlasting life. You got it now. Not, you, not saying you're going to get it. He says you have it. You say, but you can lose it. How can you lose something that's everlasting? If I lose it, it's not ever, it's, it wasn't everlasting, was it? They say this car will last forever. <laughs> No such a thing. What you need is this car. It'll last forever. <laughs> you believe that? What if you went to the dealer? He said, this is the last car you'll have to buy. This car will last forever. You said, now wait a minute. You doubt that, right? And about 10 years later, the car is shot. I mean, it's finished. <laughs> Everything's broke down on it. It didn't last forever, did it? But eternal life isn't like that. Eternal life is something God gives us that goes on forever. And, it, and to, that's all God would have... He, listen, He wouldn't have had to say anymore. He that believeth on Him that sent me hath everlasting life. He could, he could have just said that and, and ended it, but it goes on. Those, those that make questions say, yeah, but I, I believe it's everlasting, yeah, but I, you know, you can lose it. You can have it, but tomorrow you may not have it. Well, it goes on, and shall not come into condemnation. But it's past and death and life. He further emphasized, said, I give you everlasting life. And he said, I want to further emphasize it. They ain't in any possibility of it changing. <laughs> shall not come into condemnation. But it's past and death and life. Now, that's a blessing. That's wonderful. I mean, you could get killed in a car wreck. Someone could shoot you. <laughs> and uh, you could die with numerous diseases. Uh, uh, the president's mother died this week. Big gambler, I think she was. I hope she was saved. Uh, you know, I'll leave that to God. 
And I don't think that if a person is saved, I don't think God in business gambling. But you never know. You know, I just, she died. And it was unexpected. Tip O'Neill died. He died of a heart attack. And we live under that threat. But isn't it wonderful to know that, that you're saved? And the condemnation's gone. That you're not going to hell. That you can't go to hell. That, that heaven is sure. That, that's, that's certain. Absolutely. Beyond any doubt. Heaven's certain. And to me, that's worth more than anything in this world. If you don't have that, you can have it all. But if you don't have that, that's what really counts. It removes condemnation forever. And I think I've really, I've really covered the last point I wanted to make here. And that is that he gives us eternal life. He gives us eternal life as a present possession. In John 10, 28, he said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I am my Father one. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know how more security you get than that. I've illustrated this way. Here we are. We're in Jesus' hand, and Jesus is in the Father's hand, and Jesus and the Father are one, and we're one in Him. And someone said if the devil got us, he'd have to get rid of God the Father. Then he'd have to get rid of God the Son. And when he, if he'd done all that, when he got to us, he'd be a saved devil and wouldn't want us. <laughs> but we're secure. He said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. <laughs> he, again, all he'd had to say is, I give them eternal life. But he, he further impresses it. He said, they'll never perish. <laughs> He said, they'll never, they'll never be lost. I give them eternal life and they'll never go to hell. That's wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful to be saved. And we're all leaving here. You know, we don't know when, we don't know how. But we're leaving, that's for sure. I hope we leave in the rapture, that's my hope. But we may leave some other way. But it's wonderful to have it settled, isn't it? To have that settled. The old song, the old account was settled long ago. Did we ever sing that? <laughs> Man, that's a good one. That's another old, old uh, song. The old account was settled long ago. And that's the way to do it. That's a benefit of being saved. Wonderful to be saved. Let's bow our heads, please.